We come to this place for magic. We come to pop overview, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Even if you think the mission's FUBAR, sir? Especially if you think the mission's FUBAR. What's FUBAR? Oh, it's German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never heard of that. Quite a situation, huh? Unbelievable. Yeah. Fucked up. Beyond all recognition. Right? Yeah, got that right. FUBAR. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Pour Review with Jimmy Chico. Hello. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We're the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off number 25, Saving Private Ryan. That's the number as we record the episode. It is D-Day. It's Kinky Blue Vodka, Kinky Green Vodka, Tequila, Triple Sec, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Anyway, number 25, Saving Private Ryan, 1998. Director Steven Spielberg, writer Robert Rodat, starring Tom Hanks, Tom Sizemore, Edward Burns, Barry Pepper, Adam Goldberg, Vin Diesel, Giovanni Ribisi, Jeremy Davies, and Matt Damon. The IMDb rating is 8.6 out of 10. Front Tomato score is Critics 94, Audience is 95%. Letterbox 4.2 out of 5. Box Office Domestic 216, uh, 216.3 million, 407.5 adjusted for inflation. Uh, worldwide, $485 million, $913.6 million adjusted for inflation. Uh, Oscars, it was nominated for Best Picture. It won Best Director. It was nominated for Best Actor for Tom Hanks. It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. It won Best Cinematography. It was nominated for Best Production Design. It won Best Editing. It was nominated for Best Makeup. Nominated for Best Score. And it won Best Sound Editing and Sound Mixing. I have to ask a quick question. Who has seen Shakespeare in Love? Both of you? Just Kelly? Um, Jimmy, you've never seen Shakespeare in Love? Uh, no. That's shocking with, well, from Jimmy. Well, I've seen Shakespeare in Love from Scary Movie. You've all seen Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Um, the reason I asked is because a lot of the trivia, and you guys probably saw it, the Oscar voters, I guess, took a poll and was like, what is the, what is the biggest mistake that Shakespeare in love winning like what would, like they're saying like Saving Private Ryan should have won over Saving Pri- uh, Sa- should have won over um, Shakespeare, Shakespeare in love. love and they said that that's one of the biggest mistakes that the Oscar voters did really because I always thought they said it was the 1994 Oscars with Forrest Gump with Forrest Gump and winning over um, Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction there was another movie in there too that's what the facts said and a lot of it, it was brought up twice no Shakespeare is like a Shakespeare in love like that winning best picture was a big deal like people were like what the fuck like not that it's a bad movie it's a good movie but like it was brought up twice I, because they also said like Harvey Weinstein was going around saying like the inaccuracies of Saving Private Ryan and like was pushing um, uh, Shakespeare in Love and Gwyneth Paltrow won that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was that. Oh, yeah. It was um, Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction and Shawshank. Those are the three movies they were like, you could have picked other movies and not had Forrest Gump win. I like Forrest Gump. Am I the only one in that majority? No, I love. Oh, Forrest I was Gump. gonna say like we'll talk I, about it later because it's on the top. I also like Shawshank. I enjoy it, but I think I've that never Pulp wa- Fiction is the best. I've never watched Pulp Fiction in full, so that's probably why I can't really give like a accurate opinion. But uh, moving on to oh my 
God, I was not expecting that. Sorry. Shotgun facts. Um, Jimmy, would you like to go first? Sure. All the principal actors, except for Matt Damon, underwent several, several days of grueling army training. Damon was spared so that the other actors would resent him and would convey that feeling in their performance. And I saw it on screen. Yeah. They didn't like him. Well, I mean, there's a good reason for, a for lot them of not things. to. There's like a lot him. of reasons. <laughs> um, Kelly, your shotgun fact? Um, mine is just a minor one. So I know for a fact that Saving Private Ryan was one of the like movies that Matt Damon has said like ruined his entire like body metabolism so saving private ryan like when he got cast for it he was like i have to i have to be like a dude who hasn't eaten in like months and months and months so he lost a rapid amount of weight from filming goodwill hunting into going into this and he said after i did that he's like my body has never been the same he's like i it was so fucked up from doing the yo-yo waiting and he was just like i will never ever ever do that again because he said he basically starved himself so he could get that like drawn out like drawn out look so i thought that was i think that's a pretty funny thing considering like i don't know like yo-yo waiting is so weird in hollywood you never hear i mean christian bale never said anything really christian bale hill never said anything no no christian bale has said that he will never do it again oh did he okay because he said his body was like what was it after the American hustle? He was like, my body was fucked after and then that. Before that, or the machinist, like, the machinist, he got, I think he was less than a hundred pounds in that. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, now be Batman. And he's like, okay. And then they were like, okay, now do, uh, ba- uh, the fighter. And he goes, okay. And then they're like, okay, now do, um, American hustle. And they're like, okay. And then they're like, okay, wait, do some Batman again. He goes, okay. And then they went to vice and then he was like, okay. Yeah. And like, I know he's spoken out. He's like, I will never do that again. I'm done with that shit. Because he went through, like, a period of... How long was that? Like, that's, like, close to a decade that he was going boop, 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 well, boop, Well, around a decade. If oh, you yeah, guys know what boop, 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 boop means. Yeah. <laughs> but Jonah Hill's never said anything about it. Well, he's never yo-yoed like him. I don't think he does it for roles. Oh, you think it just happens? Like I think he just it just happens. And, like, that's... It's just when you see the movies, it's just... Yeah. That's a more natural thing. Yeah, like, I it's don't... Not it's not purpose. for a, a role that he's doing it for. I think it's just, like... You know, unfortunately, he's someone that, like, he lost the weight, but then he puts it back on quickly. He's probably doing poor diet exercises, to be honest. I also thought it was funny, because you mentioned Matt Damon, that Steven Spielberg cast him. He's like, he's the good old, like, American guy. He is. He's No, but he wanted something, like, not famous and all that. And, like, I didn't realize Goodwill Hunting came out before this. Mm -hmm. So he literally got praised and, like, became famous for Goodwill Hunting and won an Oscar before this movie even came out. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, he's not not famous anymore. Because I was watching the movie and I'm like, where's where's Matt Damon? Did you not know what this movie was about? No, and that was another oh, thing. That was the same thing with me. I had no idea what this movie was about. And I was like, I could have sworn he it, was in this it's movie. It's literally saving private Ryan. Well, at first, so at first, when <laughs> well, it's, it's oh, wait, in the no, title. No, but when we when we start the movie off. <laughs> okay, so we're, the opening. When if we, you see the first, if you watch the first five minutes of the film. I would No, oh, I was first, so like, confused. 20. Yeah. Are you talking about the. No, at the very end. Oh, at the very end. At okay. the very end of the big of the opening beach scene, when you see the guy with the Ryan um, sticker, I was like, "Am I about to go into like a usual suspects thing where like the story's not told linear?" Like- That's why I was like, "Wait, <laughs> Private Ryan." I was like, "Isn't?" I was like, are they, sa- "Are they saving him?" I was like, "I got very confused when I saw the the dead um, soldier who was uh, Ryan, and then the story continued. And then I got confused because I was like, 
this is not the story I thought this movie was about at all. And then I was like, well, where's Matt Damon? And I didn't really look about what it was about. So I just happened to see his name and I was like, oh, Private Ryan. Okay, so he's the guy they're looking for. It's no, going to be a yeah, while. He's straight up. It. I was like that too. And I was like, I've seen this movie. And then like, wait, have I seen this movie before? I never saw it. I be- saw the open, uh, the, um, what's it called? The the beach scene, the storming of the mm-hmm. beach scene. And that's, uh, that's all I've seen. I, storming thank of Normandy. You. Thank you. I couldn't think of Normandy. Storming of the beach. I was watching it and I was like, haven't I seen this? And I was like, oh my God, haven't I seen this? And I was like, I don't know. Because I feel like during like the mid to late 90s and early 2000s were inundated with like a shit ton of like war movies, like Black Hawk Down, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember if I saw this, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But my shotgun fact uh, is, although Steven Spielberg reduced the color saturation by 60% for artistic reasons for both, uh, for both major American satellite providers, DirecTV, Dish Network, uh, and numerous cable television providers. Um, oh, sorry. And numerous cable television providers turned up the chroma gain to re-enhance the color saturation to normal looking levels when broadcasting the movie. They did this because uh, on the first day or two of the broadcast run, their customer service centers were swamped with calls from viewers complaining something was wrong with their television color. For this reason, most copies of the movie since then have come with a disclaimer in the beginning explaining that the presentation of the colors was fully intentional uh, by the filmmaker. That's always sad when that happens. I would just no. like to say one thing. We went through that. I Me don't and Jimmy went know if Amazon just didn't have the bandwidth that day or whatever. No, because that happened to me it too. We didn't watch it the same day. So bad. Oh, really? Like the color was going in and out. Like I don't know if it was purposeful. I don't think it was because I I've seen it before. When I watched it, it wasn't on. I think on actual discs, so it wasn't like streaming, but it was just. Well, that was my Awful. next. Like, I, I actually like. Would, I'm basing my review today uh, because it was this color grading was so bad in this. It was just like distracting. It I was very distracted too. during this movie. So my question was going to be, well, that's why I chose this one because I wanted to ask the question. You did not care for it then. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think it was the color grading as is. I think it was just the stream quality. Well, I was having the same issues with Jimmy because I thought I restarted the movie because I thought something was wrong with my TV. Also, I was like, oh, my God, is my TV going out? Because the color was like it was so weird. It was like going in and out. And then it was like it had like red tints and then it had green tints. And like I was so confused. And then I read when I was reading up on the production notes of the movie that they purposely were filming it on like 16 millimeter. But they were also like playing with the lenses and doing other experimental things so that it looks more like um, a docu, like how they Real life, yeah, like, like you're in the war. No, yeah, like how they used to film it, like with the cameras, like it's in the like war, the super eight like videos. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh, I guess that's why they did it. And honestly, I will agree with Jimmy that it was extremely distracting. Like, I didn't notice it that. Maybe it. Where like, how'd it you watch super, it? Amazon. Yeah. Oh, where on what device? Apple TV. On your TV. Yeah. Did you have the lights Your on? Your TV's not no. 4K. It could have been that it wasn't in 4K. Maybe, yeah, because I never, it wasn't, I remember I was like, at first I was like, oh, because like the one that had the flag and it kind of went from like black and white to sepia sort of colors. And I was like, oh, is this what they were talking about when they said they had issues with the color? But then after that, I was like, oh, okay. Like it just seemed like they lowered the, 
was the color saturation. They lowered the color saturation. No, so that's what I thought it was. Well, once I realized, like, oh, they purposely did it, like, I was like, okay, like, I got past it a little more. But in the beginning, probably the first half hour, 40 minutes, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Maybe it depends on what TV you're watching. And I kept now. pausing it and, like, getting out of it and then restarting it because I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, oh, it's supposed to be that way. And then I was like, all right, it's fine. Like, I yeah. can get over it. But I will say it was distracting, like, for me at least. And, Jimmy, I'm curious if it was just just based on TV to TV. I mean, maybe, but like it could be like what Jimmy just said. Like me and him were watching on 4K TVs with 4K streaming boxes, yeah, and it just doesn't it didn't translate well. Maybe because I remember seeing I don't know if it was a Blu-ray or a 4K. I probably was might have been a 4K. We have it on Blu-ray. Then it was Blu-ray. Then that's how I watched it before this. You're saying before this. I also just hate watching things on Amazon. Sorry, side note. I don't like when you pause it, all the actors pop up. Oh, but sometimes I'm like, oh, who's the that actor? I, I, I hate like, it because then it's like it pops up and then like if you're just trying to go back a few seconds, it like keeps pausing it because it, you have to like double it. I hate Amazon Prime watching it. Well, I hate it because of the different versions. Like I'm like sometimes I, I almost clicked the wrong one. I, I, I may pick click the wrong one sometimes. Like when I watch it's a wonder of life and color. What else is there? No, because you, you type in Same Pride Ryan. The, there's like five of them. There's one that has uh, Giovanni Ribisi. As a close-up, and then there's one with the actual poster, so I click the poster one, but then it says video not available. I was, it's like I think it was just a trailer, and I was like, why, why, why is that an option when I want to watch the movie? That should be in when I click Save and Private Ryan. I don't, I hate Amazon bothers me so much because then either. Edith, what the singer, Edith Pith, right? Is that her name? Pilaf. Pilaf. Yeah. She was coming up. I'm like, well, I know who that is. I don't need <laughs> to see her on the x-ray. All I know is that It's a Wonderful Life. I watched it in color and I was very confused. And then every, and then Jimmy was like, why would you watch that in color? I'm and like, I'm like, no, I that don't was, know. That was a bad idea. Amazon and colors are not doing well for you. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. And he was like, there's the one that says black and white. And I'm like, I didn't see that. I just clicked the first one. Uh, Jimmy, can you, uh, before we take a quick break, can you please uh, fill everyone in on the summary of Saving Private Ryan. And why are we saving Private Ryan? Okay. Opening with the Allied invasion of Normandy on June 6th, 1944, members of the 2nd Ranger Battalion under Captain Miller fight ashore to secure a beachhead. Amidst the fighting, two brothers are killed in action. Earlier in New Guinea, a third brother is killed in action. Their mother, Mrs. Ryan, is to receive all three of the grave telegrams on the same day. The U.S. Army Chief of Staff, George C. Marshall, is given an opportunity to alleviate some of her grief when he learns of a fourth brother, Private James Ryan, and decides to send out eight men to find him and bring him home to his mother. Um, we're going to take a quick little break, and then we're going to dive into Saving Private Ryan. We'll be right back. Didn't hear you there. This is Amy. And Lexi. And we're coming at you from Confessions of Retail. All the tea. If you're a retail employee like us, then you know that there are some crazy, off-the-wall things that happen in your line of work. Join us every Wednesday while we spill all this hot confessional tea on the line of work known as retail. Everything from our own experiences to listener-submitted stories. And let me tell you, there are some crazy things that happen that even we can hardly believe. I know, right? You can find us on any major podcast directory. You can join us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. And if you have hot tea to spill, you can send it our way to confessionsofretail, all the tea at gmail.com. 
We will see you in the confessional booth. And we're back. Can I say something? Oh. Um, this movie, every time we say Saving Private Ryan, I think of a Will and Grace episode where someone, they rented the wrong movie and it was Shaving Ryan's Privates or something. And that whenever I say this title, that's what I think of. I just want everyone to know okay. what goes through my head. Thank you. Every time we say this, it's a Will and Grace episode. Okay. We're talking about number 25, Saving Private Ryan. Um, what we usually do, do you think it should be number 25 or do you think it even should be in the top 250? Jimmy, I'll start with you. I think it should be much lower, um, but I think it should be in the top 250 because of the filming techniques and the opening scene and just the story's blah, but like everything else I thought was pretty good about it. Uh, Kelly, do you think it should be number 25? Do you think it should be on the top 250 list? It definitely should be on the top 250. I don't agree with number 25. I definitely think it should be between 100 and 200, but just for the fact that I, I truly enjoyed this movie. I liked the story. I loved the special effects. I loved the acting. But, like, it is a typical, like, war story. So it's not something that, like, blew my mind. Like, the story didn't blow, like, blow my mind. But, like, it was enjoyable enough for me. And I, it, there's a lot about it. Like I always say, I'm a really big fan of, like, practical effects. And I thought that they killed it. <laughs> Now, do you think it should be 100 to 200, Jimmy? Or mm, lower? Maybe, or higher? Maybe towards the bottom of the top 250. So, like, 2 to 250? Um, how about, like, 237? Okay. Um, I am with Kelly. I definitely don't think it should be 25. I like the movie. It was a fun movie. It was not what I was expecting because I just was expecting something different. And I kind of agree with you. Yes, it's, like, a, a more of a generic. Uh, uh, what did you expect? For a, mo- a war movie called Saving Private Ryan. No, no, no. What did you expect to happen? I was expecting more of like the whole movie being like a lot of what the opening scene was and did, not... Did you watch Saving Ryan's Privates? Maybe. Um, I thought it was going to be more like what the opening scene was of like the whole movie, but I think I was surprised by the plot. Like I wasn't expecting it to be like, let's like form eight people and get this one guy back because like his other brothers died. I wasn't expecting that, so it kind of there was a lot more comedy in it than I was expecting. Ah, uh, yes. There, there. What do you mean? <laughs> what comedy? There were some funny parts in. There's this. moments where it's like it's there. Oh, I it, didn't think there was any comedy in this at all. Let's, can we please preface this by saying that Jimmy himself is not a big war movie. I'm not, person. but I didn't think there was comedy at all in this. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I right? know what you're talking about. There's, there's moments, moments of where levity. They, there's moments of levity, or where they just like. Where cut, they cut to someone, yeah. or there's definitely moments where it's like supposed to be a little chuckle. They're ribbing each other. Yeah, maybe it's because I was like, n- no. Just keep you know when they, when he's like, don't bring that, don't bring that. Why are you bringing that? When to um, who's the who's the typer? Who's the language guy? That's that's Jonathan Dale. So I have a lot of problems with him. Oh fucking get me started. But we when, will get to him. I'm talking about when we no, first yeah, I, I when mean. he first started when they were like you have to come with me. He's like I don't know. He's like no come with me. And then he's like where are you bringing this? Don't bring this. Yeah. Bring that. And he's like well I was like I don't give a shit. Just go. That and when they go then they finally find Ryan Ryan like this one guy just walks and be like hey what's going on? And I'm just like <laughs> what? like so it's like those things were not supposed to be like straight up comedy but it's like these little things of like Kelly said like levity. I was just not expecting it, especially because I've only seen the opening scene. And the opening scene is quite grim. <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty violent. So that's it, why yeah. I was... Yeah, I mean, taking into context that Matt 
didn't know what it was. And even me, I'm like, I I guess I didn't see this movie. I, I thought I did. But it's like, just like thinking of the, it, honestly, like the story is basic. It is, blah, but it's also like outrageous that it's like in the middle of like fucking World War Two, this entire eight person like team has to go find one fucking person. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it definitely is more generic war story, but there is moments where I'm like, but is it because it wasn't what I was expecting? I would so like, it kind of has that weird balance. It's like a unique story within like a generic war story in the sense that yeah. it's like, this is like a real thing. Like this isn't like some fantastical thing that Steven Spielberg made up. Like a, like they and said, it's based Ab- on a true story. I yeah, 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 yeah. The Neyland brothers. But it's also like Abraham Lincoln put this into effect. Like this is an actual like fucking thing that they do in war where it's like, if you have all your sons in fucking war and you got one person left, that dude is coming back. Yeah. Like no matter what, like they're pulling them back. And it's like, I didn't know that was actually a thing. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like a it, fake movie. That's what right? I'm saying. So, and that's why like it took me a second to get, and I think in just in general, like I think the movie itself, like I wasn't caring for it in the beginning. Like, yeah, the opening scene was was good. Yeah, but you're just like, okay. The opening scene was great. Yeah. But like I've seen it, you know, I've seen, you know, things like Path to Glory had it. Uh, all corner of the Western 19, Front, 1917. 18. Oh, 17. Um, I would like say 18. Like it's, I feel like it's sort of like um, you've seen it, but then like it went to something different. I was like, it took me a second. Like I just thought like I saw, I didn't see Tom Hanks as like this war general because I'm thinking it's a different movie. And then you kind of, it's more of a, it's it's weird to say like a lighthearted war movie in a weird way uh, because there's so much levity. So like once I kind of got used to it, understood that that's where we're going with this movie, I liked it more. But before then I was like, I'm just not gelling with it. Like I don't see Tom Hanks as a general. I don't see like the opening scene. I had, I, I feel like I had issues with the way they filmed it just cause it was, I, I just was seeing critiques that I was not expecting mm-hmm. based on how much I've heard about this movie. Mm-hmm. And do do you know, like some of the reviews were great action, amazing action, no story. Like they think it was a very, like they don't, it's not a believable story, which is ironic cause it's a true story. Is that how you feel as well? Well, I mean, I mean, it's believable. I just feel like it's let's get from point A to point B and what happens in between. That's that's the story. How did you feel about it? Um, I I mean, like I it's hard because it I feel like it is a unique story within a generic war type of story, like I mm-hmm. just said. But it's also like. I don't know, but I I liked it. But, like, I'm not blown away by it. But it's also, like, now, like, just retrospective, like, thinking now, I was, like, I can see how it laid the groundwork for these other movies that yeah. we're watching. 1917, All Quiet on the Western Front. I know it's a book, but it's also just, like... Also the remake version, the, the German version that came out recently. I think it's that people didn't... People, like, on first blush, when you see... When you think of Saving Private Ryan, like, Matt, he probably, like he said, thought it was just, like, a war movie, you know? Well, typical war movie like a pearl harbor type of thing where it's just like all right like they're fighting blah blah blah. but it's in the vein of that it the way it portrays it is like you're looking at guys who like fucking hate it they hate being a soldier they hate doing this and they hate that they have to like you know go find this one fucking dude and it's like it's actually and i know this was a big thing it's pretty much anti an anti-war movie so it's like i feel like that draws you in more because you feel how much these guys just don't want to fucking do this mm-hmm. how much they don't want to fucking be there because it's kind of and you might agree with me like then we had the same sentiment when we talked about chinatown it was a good movie deserved to be on top 250 list but more towards the bottom like yeah. we said but it 
it it's been done before so many times and kind of better now because yeah the way they're able to do it now is just it's they're able to evolve and this the filmmaking of this is incredible mm-hmm. but it's able it's been able to evolve which makes it even a better watching experience and yeah. i think that's where i'm sitting with it, where it's a good movie but i've seen it before but i understand why everyone loves it the way it is yeah like for me all quiet on the western front i think is actually like now my favorite like just wartime type That's of such movie. A fucking good movie. It's such a good movie. But Did you it, watch it, Jimmy? No. No. Oh, you didn't? No. It's so good, Jimmy. But I don't know how much he's going to like it because he. I didn't have time. It was just like three hours and you got to read. No, like it's a quick three hours. What does Bang Shu Ho always say? There's Bang always Jun-ho. time. <laughs> I said Bang Shu Ho. Oh, I thought you said Shu Ho. Oh, no. There's always time to read the captions on the bottom. Like, there's a whole <laughs> movie above the captions. Don't think. What? Then is that what he said? Like, there's a whole movie bundle like above the captions you read. It's he, not. You he, don't. There's always time to read the caption. Yeah. Well, I'm making up my own quote that he said, so you can watch it. But let there's me. No excuse. But yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front was a big hit for me. I didn't expect to be as invested or love yeah. it as much as I did, and I absolutely adore it. I think it's like my favorite wartime movie, like I said. But it's like I can see. But that's an anti-war movie. Yeah. You know that shows the evolution of being like a brainwashed soldier and then mm-hmm. just being like what the fuck am i doing well it's kind of like i think with a movie before this that probably this one helped it set up this one was paths to glory yeah which is a very you know there's definitely like state like decades of like those anti-war movies yeah i mean i wasn't a fan of paths to glory now do you do you kind of agree jimmy with the because i think you might have said something about the the story it's a good action there's some good action to it but the story kind of falls flat yeah there's good act like there's good set pieces but there's there's Really, I don't believe much story in between. I mean, the only story that there is really is, you know, saving Private Ryan and his story and not really many others. It's just, okay, let's get from point A to point B. So let me ask you this. And if, how we find him along the way. Since the movie was almost like three hours, if they would have shortened it, wouldn't have, would it have felt more purposeful to go to certain places instead of like point A to point B, point B to point C? I mean, the only thing, though, is that they would have found him way too quickly. That's the only thing I can say of the runtime is they would have found him way too quickly. Was that Nathan Lane who was supposed to be that the fake? That was Like Nathan Brian Lane, or yes. Ryan, but not the different one? Yes. That was him? Okay. I felt bad for him. I was like, oh no, he's crying. Save him. Um, well, you were saying something? Sorry. Well, like, I, underst- I completely understand where Jimmy's mm-hmm. coming from because it's hard because it's like I can see both sides and I can't say he's wrong. Because this really isn't a movie where the characters have character development. These are already fully developed characters, and it's us just analyzing them through this runtime. Like, I think Tom Hanks has yeah. probably the most character development out of all of them. Um, I don't. No, you're right. There's not much, but there's like a little more from everyone else than him. I think it's more so him just realizing that there's. I I guess I could see like him just being like. You know, I'm forcing these guys to do this. I might as well, like, show them myself a little bit, like, open Mm. up a bit. But, like, there is, like, this is what is lacking in the story is that what we look for in story is character development. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't have character development. We don't really see, like, a change in them. Like, this is who they are. But the thing that I think is a testament to the writing is that these are already fully developed characters, and I'm not too mad about it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, I'm not yeah. like, oh, man, like, why'd they do this? I'm just like, I get it. No, yeah. And that's why I get your point. That's why I think it took a while to get 
it took about halfway in the movie to kind of like really grasp onto the movie and enjoy it the way I did towards the end. Because the beginning, I just, I don't know, I wasn't clicking with me. I think I, maybe we're all on the same page, but I mean, the opening scene was good, but I wasn't that blown away by it. Well, actually, I was going to bring it up. because I don't know if you guys no, feel that way. No, the opening scene, I think, was the best scene for me. Really? So, well, I mean, just in general, though. But like, is it a scene that you're just like, whoa, or you're just kind of like, it's good for the movie, but no, like it, in general. Well, like like uh, maybe because you've all we've all seen the film or this scene at least. I mean, I can see just that starting the film and lasting twenty minutes and just seeing all the realistic death. So that my thing is, I I enjoyed the opening scene and I get like it's a super realistic version of what happened on D Day and stuff like that. But to me, it was the compare because I compared that this opening scene to the end fight at the bridge in that little town. Mm -hmm. It's so different the way they shot it. This one, they were going between like handheld to make it feel gritty, but then these like kind of like sweeping shots like up the beach. And I think to me, it was like, I kept getting like, oh, I'm going in and I'm going out. I'm going in. I feel like, I feel like they were trying to be like pretty, but also like gritty at the same time in the opening scene, the end scene where they're just going through the town to save the bridge and not let them go past the bridge. I literally didn't even realize like 20 minutes happened. It literally felt like, cause it was handheld. It just was going shot to shot to shot. It wasn't kind of like holding on these shots and long shots and sweeping. It just, it almost felt like a call of duty game. I think that, and that's why I like that scene better compared to the opening scene, but the opening scene is great. No, I, I see where Matt's coming from, but I think it's because knowing where this movie is going and knowing the type of story it's playing, we know that versus the first um, opening scene where we kind of know there's no stakes, at mm -hmm. least for the characters that we're going to spend the next two and a half hours with. By the end, when we get to that third act, we know that there's no holds bar. Yeah. Especially a Steven Spielberg type of film. We know that no one is safe. So it's knowing that anxiety of like, holy fuck, are they going to pull this off? Is this going to end with them all dead? Because it could end with them all dead. And then, I mean, it yeah. did. and then knowing who will or will not die, especially it's like we spent two and a half hours with these people. And to be honest, I felt for them. And I, I know what scene Matt's I'm pissed about. And like, I'm upset about it too. Where with <laughs> Jeremy Davies' character. Up them, right? Yeah. With Upham, because I've never been like I. That was one of the times where I was so pissed off, and I literally wanted to just like stop watching the movie because I was so angry. I've never. I I was enjoying the guy. I was like, you know what? This guy might be my MVP this episode. And then. And then, the ends. I I almost wanted to tear my TV down. Yes. It made me so angry, and then this, and then like it made me more. But I guess this is the point because like it made me more angry that like Tom Hanks had to die but it's the whole point of the movie like you save one to live their life like that's your it's job it's like the one for the many yeah but i also think that that was a more realistic portrayal because these are all drafted men who yeah. did not want to be there and when it comes time to it some of them are going to freeze up and some of them aren't and he froze up and no, he froze and just let the guy go i know and i, I that's not the, it's not even that point it just was like i was just getting angry cuz like also like it's that's the whole message and i get it but it's just like I just want to be like, you're, li you're, it's, I was so angry. Like, but that's why I'm saying, I was like, that's why I'm, I, it could, that could be a reason why the third act is so, that battle is so much more engaging yeah. versus the first one where, you know, it's like, this is beautiful. Like the way they're filming it. And it's like, you know, he's trying to portray it. Like that's how, like, cause 
they had they screened it for WWW World War Two vets, yeah. and they were like, that's how it was like. No, yeah, but it's like there's no stakes in it for us as the viewer. So because there's no stakes in it for us as the, the first viewer, scene you yeah, mean, the opening, opening beach okay. because there's no stakes for yeah. us. It's like, you know. There's a little bit of a let. There's less of engagement in it because I was like, it also was going on for so long, but it was like, I guess that's that's what they wanted me to. Do. I was like, oh god, I was like, is this gonna be over? I was like, this is getting tiring. Like, Jesus Christ, like give them a break. But and I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to be feeling. But it's like the final battle. It's like you know, I've come to care for these characters, so I was so much more invested. And I also think the end scene, and that this might make me sound crazy, like when you find out that it's Matt Damon at the like the beginning and the end of the movie, the old guy at the cemetery. Um, literally, like when he was like, "Was my life enough?" I almost like it hit me in the feels because I was upset that like <laughs> I know. that guy, and like yes, it's realistic, but like that guy lived, who literally did like I he it did nothing. Like he it makes me it literally makes me a visceral reaction. Yet, like, Tom Hanks and the um, Adam Gold and all those people like, who literally were, like, it just, that, it almost, it, and I was, like, I don't and know. And it was that also, was, like, if Matt Damon had just left. <laughs> and, it's not, and I'm not even mad at Matt Damon because it's, like, he was doing stuff until, like, at one point where everyone was just, like, was, like, we're done. Yeah. Like, I get that. But, like, the up um guy. Like, so, like, oh, I don't God. know if it was just me that had that reaction where I almost got more, like, it hit me in the feels more because I was upset for the people who died, but I guess that's the reality of it. Yeah. So that's why I was like, maybe this is why I like the movie more an hour in as opposed to the first hour. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but it was, it was a lot more emotions happening in the first, the second hour than the first. The first, I was just more like, I don't know, the opening scene, like I said, it's great, but like, I just technically, I feel like it could have been done better because I've seen better. Technically, I mean, technically, I I enjoyed it. No, it was good. It's just like for me again. It's a, it's just like there was no stakes. Like no one. I was like, you see Tom Hanks. I was like, he's not gonna fucking die. Like this movie just started. Like there's no. But there way. was great moments. You open the the thing to the boat and just. Oh yeah, and I mean, everyone was massacred. I, I believe that this is one of the best opening scenes in a film. It's in definitely my top five, and I think it is the better part of the film. The first twenty minutes. Do you not like the last battle and the, like? No, the it was good. I just thought it went on a little too long. I'm trying to think what happened. There was. Did something... you care about the characters? No. So that's probably why you like the first and the. No, I really didn't care much because. To me, I'm like they're all gonna die anyway, or most of them are probably gonna not make it out of this. So from the beginning, I'm like, I'm not gonna get attached to these people. See, I wasn't sure, so that's why like it was. It made my heart pound, and then I got like upset yeah once again i think this is a thing of i've seen this movie before and on a rewatch it just didn't work as well Maybe. for me because i also think um the I... opening scene is great but like i compared it when i was watching it to a path to glory that that what that scene where they just are like charging into the battlefield of no man's land literally like that I, I thought that was better because just the way it was technically done I'm not saying the scene in in Saving Private Ryan is great. I can see why everyone loves it. I loved it. It was a great scene. It's just like I kept getting taken out because of the technical aspects where I feel like they could have done a little better to make me feel like I was there the whole time, if that makes sense. I mean, I see where you're going. I mean, we all have, there's, we all like, like there are certain ways that things are filmed that we all prefer. Like, I think in a lot of movies that we've watched, that like you guys liked how before sunrise was this before, before sunrise? sunrise i always want to say before sunset but you liked how before sunrise was filmed 
Mm-hmm. I didn't care because I didn't think that it was exciting at all. I didn't think there was anything special about it. But again, it's like that's really just our own objective, yeah. like subjective thing, like how we like where how things are filmed or not. But, you know, like Jimmy said, he watched on a rewatch and he knows what happens. So he didn't feel anything for the characters. Did you feel anything for them the first time or? I don't remember. I, the only one I remember in the second time, like feeling something for was Giovanni Ribisi's character. Oh, God, his death scene was, um, was rough. And then I went into a, a Google thing because they like they kept giving him morphine, and I'm like, how much morphine's in there? Is that are they doing that to just kill him? Yeah, or, pretty much. Or are they just doing it? Because also he was the, the, pain. the the medic. I so. know, but I was like, they kept saying give him more, and I was like, well, how many milligrams are in that? Because I then I couldn't find it. And, and then was, I was then I was like, can ambulance drivers carry that morphine thing? Like if there's a bad accident. And so my I kind of went off track. You there went to the medical bit. side of it. <laughs> I did. Can I ask a question? What? I was a little confused. What were they trying to do in that whole sequence of like storming that little area? Were they just trying to get like a German occupied area with guns down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I felt like it was. They made it seem like such a big moment that I was like, but what? But like, what are they doing? No, but it wasn't a big moment, and that was the point. Is that Tom Hanks? Yeah. That you know he forced them to do this, and they're like, we can just go around. Like we don't have to do this. Yeah. And he was like, we're going to do it, guys. No, yeah. And so the, that's when, like, I w- you know, I was like, okay, Tom Hanks isn't playing the everyman character. Like, he's just, like, he's just a dude who has no idea what the fuck he's doing at this point. I mean, it's like if any of us went to war, literally, yeah. that's pretty much what it was. He's like, let's do it. And I'm just like, well, just go around. He, he, well, yeah, he <laughs> wanted to, I feel like, I think, I think also it was like a whole, and that's why I think there's a little bit of growth with his character, because it's like, he saw what happened, and like, he kind of, was responsible for what happened at the beach because he was one of the leaders. So he thought if he can, like, take this down, it kind of would kind of take a little bit of red out of his ledger a little bit. That's why I think there's a little bit of character development with Tom Tom Cruise. I mean, not Tom Cruise. Tom <laughs> Hanks. But I, I agree with you that all the other ones are just, like, kind of, they start what they are and they just they end, end what, what they, they are. are. Yeah, and, like, I feel like he was just so desperate to be, like, to prove to also his team yeah. that this was a mission that was worth it. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to go find this one guy, but we were also able to take out this artillery thing, artillery camp. And it's like, okay, but, like, you weren't, like, because you were so focused on the mission, you forgot that these are guys who are putting their life on the line for one person. Yeah. So I thought that was, it was things like that that brought me in and made me care for them. Also, Loki, I was just like, oh, my God, I forgot. I was like, Vin Diesel is in this shit. <laughs> so I was his like, scene, I didn't understand. His death scene, I was confused with. Why? Why? Why were they trying to take that little child? No, the, the parents were trying to give it to them because they knew they were going to die. No, but uh, there was like, it was just very confusing. And then the mother was like, stupid. Why'd you gi- give him to the soldiers? And she didn't like, want it to. The dad did. Yeah, and then, but then they're like, here, take her. I was just, I was like, what's going on? I'm confused. Well, they this- didn't, they thought that the pr- soldiers would be able to protect her better than they could. So they were f- trying to force the child on them. And they were like, we don't want him. But then Vin Diesel was like, I have a niece. Like, yeah. I'm not going to fucking leave this kid. And then he, he didn't say family once. No. <laughs> I It was, I was excited to see him because yeah. I was like, He's not playing a cheesy fucking role because he's not the main character. So I can actually see him. Well, it was act. also before he had an, a clause no, saying, don't make me look bad. I, like, I, yeah, but I was just like, all right, like this is one of the few movies that I'll be able to see Vin Diesel do in a dramatic fashion and like see him like actually act. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, he's still kind of the same person, but he's not saying cheesy ass lines. No, yeah. 
So let me ask. There was one review that says Saving Private Ryan is a fantastic movie, a brilliant storyline, outstanding cast. The cast and the um, inspire characters. The cast and the movie are fantastic, but of course, the best performance is by Tom Hanks. The movies are also the movie is also one of Steven Spielberg's finest directing jobs. Uh, years later, looking back, it's still great. What I wanted to ask is: This your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? No, no way. I it's, I agree as well. But I just I was just curious if like did you like his directing? Did you like like did you like his directing's job for this movie though yes it was good i don't think it's his best directing no, no I just, it was just a question i agree with you because I, I i and someone had a review where it was like he can make you love like an alien he can make you scared by a shark i'm like steven spielberg was one of those directors where you never it doesn't his movies don't always look the same but you know it's a steven spielberg movie and i think this one i think that's why i like the second half because he was able to kind of like pull it together from all these loose strings and did the Steven Spielberg thing, and also the cinematography, which he always has. The way mm-hmm. he does light is just chef's kiss. Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought he did a great job, but it's not my favorite. I agree. Acting wise, did anyone think it was any of the actors' bests? Bests? Um, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi. I even though he pissed me off, I did like um, Jeremy Davies' character Upham, right? Yeah, Vin Diesel. Probably one of his best because I feel like now it's a little more <laughs> cheesier. <laughs> we just talked about it. I, but I have to say that this is probably 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 up there for me for Tom Hanks because I'm only saying this because it's been a long time since I've seen Tom Hanks in a role where he's not like just like this elderly. Well, the I know American he's man. the all American man. Yeah. He is in this role, but it's like. He has a vulnerability that I can't remember the last time I've seen him in a movie have. Yeah, I, I agree. He's doing a lot of character acting. I lately. agree. His his job, this I mean, his work in this one is really good. I don't know if it's my favorite because, like I said, like it took me a while to get used to him in this. Oh no, but, it's not my favorite. But maybe that's because he did a good job and he wasn't playing, like you said, the normal role he plays. So that that might have been it. But I thought everyone was pretty good, actually. I I, I was surprised because everyone like is kind of like character actors. I feel like that you've seen now. Here and there, so I thought everyone did a pretty good job. Well, for like I said, for people who had no character development during an almost three-hour movie, You're but I, but I'm still invested and feel like I still know them and have and cared about them, especially in the last battle. Like I think that's a testament to their acting. Now let me ask you a question. I've been trying to figure it out and I cannot. Who did Edward Burns? Like who is he from? Like where have I seen him? Before? He um, he seems plays, so familiar. He plays a cop in a lot of things. But Wait, like, Edward, I, he was the one that was... the guy was, from Brooklyn. He was like, he was like, oh, he was in a, he, he plays like the love interest in like, there's a... I could, I knew his face and voice had he's so in a lot of He's in a lot of rom-coms. Okay, because I was like, I can't put him to a he's specific He's got a very movie. distinctive voice too. Exactly. And I looked on his IMDb and I couldn't think of anything where I'm like, oh, exactly, that's it. There's a rom-com that he's in that um is a big one. 27 Dresses. Yes, he's in 27 Can dresses. I tell you what I know him from? What? One Missed Call. That is the movie I know he's in. He plays he's in cop. The Holiday. Maybe it's The Holiday I'm thinking of because like, any movie I see, I'm like, no, it's not. I can't be like, oh, that's who it is. He's I know exactly basically like a Judy Greer where he's in like literally everything, but he's never a main character. Yeah, because I, was, I was like, that voice sounds like I've heard it. But maybe because I have heard it, but I'm like, I can't put a movie to his voice. You definitely have. Yeah, 100%. I just had to ask that because I was like, I even went to IMDb and I was like, this isn't helping me. Where do I know this person? Okay, I feel like we, like, I don't know what your next segment is, but I feel like we really need to talk about why we are so fucking pissed at Upham. <laughs> I mean, we kind of we talked about it. We can talk about it more, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, 
it was like we didn't talk specifically like the scene itself. Let's break into it. Let's go into like, it. We're talking. I'm gonna like, get really angry. But. Yeah, like I'm sorry. But, like, I get it. He's supposed to be, like, I'm just, like, so mad because they're, like, up him. You ready for this? He's, like, yeah. But then when he lets Adam Goldberg's character fucking die, that killed me. And to it be honest, killed me. I, and then he just let him walk down the stairs. And, like, I'm just, like, you could, I, I understand the freezing of it all. But, like, the, maybe because they did it so much that I just got so irritated. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, he killed where apparently his name was Steamboat Willie. Wasn't sure. I didn't know that was the German's name that they captured and let go, but that's who it was. When he came back and was like, up him, and he killed him. I had no satisfaction when he killed Steamboat Willie because I was so angry at him. Like, it just, it, I, that character, I was like, like I said, MVP. MVP See? 100%. Then I was like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I had the same reaction. I was like, I don't give a shit that you killed this one person because the one person you should have killed was the person who killed fucking Gold- Adam Goldberg's character. Exactly. Now, see, I had the opposite. I was just like, that's out of character. For him to kill him? Yeah. I'm like, mm, that's just out of character and just it just didn't fit. You know what the thing is? He didn't have to kill him. He could have just fucking tackled him. You could have just tackled him. You didn't have to kill him. Or shoot him in the leg. I was just hoping he, someone shot him. It, that sounds terrible. Or shoot him in like, like, the he, foot. Need, like, that he like... He lived. There's very few characters I hate so much. And I'm like, I hate up. <laughs> I literally got so pissed off at up. I was like, just, I was like, do something, anything, just not that. And I was like, God damn it. Up. And you know what the thing is, is that it pissed me off. Cause I was like, it wasn't even like they were mean to up him. Like they literally, they gave him a little bit of ribbing here and there, yeah. but they took him in and was like, up him. This is what you're supposed to do. This, like, I was like, to do that, and especially because he started off, he was like, oh, I want to talk about the camaraderie between, like, you know, brotherhood, between, like, army units and stuff. And I was like, you dumb bitch, you let your brother die. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Up, up and we'll go in history as one of the most hated characters in my mind. I literally was so mad. But then I was like, God damn it, this movie made me give a shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm like, it's not the best war movie I've ever seen, but it's not the worst war. It's like a it's a good war movie, but not the best one I've ever seen. No, and I can't say it's a bad war movie. It's like it's, it's like it's not even in the middle. It's good, but I just can't be like that's number one. So it's it's in between good and middle. It's in between best and middle. It's good. It's in between best and mid. Yes, mid. So best and mid. Okay, is that the same for you? No, you're mid and bad. It's just mid. Okay. Well, so what's your mid. favorite war movie? Inglorious Bastards. War Horse. Just kidding. I was about to be like, what the <laughs> fuck? But okay, yeah, Jimmy does love Inglorious Bastards. But I was, I, I also was surprised of how grotesque, not super grotesque, but like how far they they went there being Steven Spielberg because I feel like that was different for him. So I was, it was interesting to see and like I said, all movies don't look the same for him but each has his imprint and this one, I, I like the, the vibe he took for this one. And one final question before we move on to the back of the show, back end of the show. There were some people that didn't love the opening and closing scenes of the old man i did not and because someone said the first and last scenes uh are those in the cemetery with the old man and his family why are those scenes there they are totally obsolete i did not hit, have to hear his uh the old man's ask his wife if, if his life was worth it. it if it wasn't uh if the movie itself didn't take this clear if the movie didn't make this clear then the movie failed and the movie did not fail he's saying they should have took it out but to me those two scenes i feel like were the literally the message of the story I thought it was very cringy, and I just didn't care for them. I didn't. I don't know. 
I I can see where Jimmy's coming from. It was they were cringy. I did get the feels in it. I think I could have done without the beginning one. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need the beginning I one. Think the beginning I also ones, think I think the beginning the one end. though. Wait, hold on. Sorry, I think the beginning one was to sh- think it was Tom Hanks, and then because I that's what I thought. I, I thought just he was it, Tom Hanks. I mean, I did too, but I. I just think that, it, like, in hindsight now, when I think about the movie as a whole, you really didn't need that. No, I think that was more just a misdirect to them be like, oh, that is Ryan. Sorry. Oh. Continue. Um, I thought the him asking if his if he was worth it, I just was like... That's a cheesy line. Cheesy. It just... It it did not work for me. And I... Even when I... I this, I remember from the first time, I was like, oh. And then when he, like... Doesn't he, like, fall to his knees at one point? That's in the beginning one. Yeah, yeah I was like, the and, then, and then they're all like, oh my God, he's dying. I was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. I I, I understand. I, I hated it so much. I get your point. I get both your points. I don't know. For me, I think because I cared about the characters and I was upset when they died that like to me, I was like, your life was worth it. And I was yeah, like, I got a little, I got a little upset. I but, was like, oh, damn, it's hit me in the feels. I did not expect that to happen. But let me be very clear. It hit me in the feels because of this of this first watch. But if I watched it again, I would be like, ew. Also, I think just like, <laughs> Steven Spielberg's very good at this. He knows exactly where to hit you. And the music was swelling with John Williams' score, which is great. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like all those things were hitting me. And I was like, this is too much to take. <laughs> it's like this is a little bit hitting me in the feels more than I thought the ending was going to. So that's why I was like, I, I totally get it. I just think I'm, I, I feel like I'm more, I don't know the word I was going to say, but I get what Perfect. you're saying. Can I just I'm more say that I, when it comes to movies. I did think that the sticky bombs are like a genius idea. I don't know why, but when he came up with it, I was like, yes. I also wasn't expecting that man like, to yes. totally blow up when he waited too long to put it on oh the Oh my car. God. When I was like, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, but we're moving on. Did you guys not do the movie grid today? I did. Uh, no, I didn't do it today. Well, then I'm switching games, I guess. Okay. Oh, well, you have to tell us not to do it. I know. It. I forgot to say it, and I was hoping. I He's telling d- us a lot of things. <laughs> I would have done it, to be quite no, honest. No, no, I don't want you to do it, because oh. we're, we were going to do it. Well, but okay. Well, don't, on, you got to tell us that we're not to do I it. I realized that as I was recording, I didn't say it. So we're switching We're switching gears. Um, Very easy switch. Don't worry. I think from now on, please do not, the day of recording, do not do the movie grid game. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, So we'll swap just for this week. We are going to do the... Can you guess the known for section are you, um, of Tom Hanks are you just, on IMDb? Are you just um, making this up on the No, I, this was a game I was originally going to do, and then the movie grid game I thought was a funner game to kind of like all do together. This one is a more... Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So going forward, we'll do the movie grid game. So this one is, can you guess the four movies? Do we need our no. buzzers? No, because you're going to work kind of work together. Oh. There's four movies, all movies. For Tom Hanks is known for an IMDb. Start to guess. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Correct. Saving Private Ryan. Correct. Philadelphia. Woody? No. What did you say? Toy Story. No. Philadelphia. No. You get one clue and I'll give you a... I'll give uh, you the... Is I'm there not, a romance movie? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Sleepless in Seattle. No. You've got mail. No. Hold on uh, one second. I was going to say, no. you got well, too. I don't, I don't want a clue yet. Man. I'm not no, ready I'm saying, for you get one clue. Well, he keeps like and, putting my hand on his No, I know. I'm so, I want to explain it to you so you can know. It's, it's you <laughs> Keep guessing. You get one clue, and I will tell you the year of the movie. So continue. Ramble off your movies. You have two. Uh, What's something else he's been nominated for? Uh, he's been a bridge of spies. No. Um, Saving Mr. Banks. No. Think of his... There is a classic movie from him 
Oh, Castaway. Yes. <laughs> Three. I, I feel like you both have seen them the last one, but I'm not sure. Okay, what's the year then? 1988. Oh, my. I wasn't even alive yet. Um, <laughs> a big. Correct. Fuck, I forgot about. Sorry, I didn't mean to scream right. so loud. Fuck, I forgot okay, about Big. Okay, so yeah, it's Castaway, Big, Forrest Gump, and Save It Private Ryan. That was an easy one. If we ever go back to this game, if we ever go back to this game. It's a, it's a, there is a whole game to it. So if we switch to this, I can explain Let's it to you. Let's be very clear. Woody should be on that. Yes, <laughs> Toy Story should be on that. But yeah, so great job, everyone. You did a, you did a fantastic. I love how we everyone. like didn't get Castaway now. I, I love like, Castaway. This, that's like one of his biggest. Castaway is like. one of those movies. It's like the mummy that every time it's on, I put it on. And I yeah. just like, I was just like, you know what the thing is? I kept picturing him. I'm like, he's in a sweater in the rain. What? Do I know this wrong? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Castaway when he's w- waiting outside of, um, oh my God, I can't remember her name. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt's house. So we're moving on to MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable player. Jimmy, what is your most valuable player? The opening scene. The opening scene. Kelly, what is your most valuable player? Ooh, this is hard. Oh my God, I don't know. I'm going to say Tom Hanks. Okay, I was going to go Steven Spielberg. Uh, Jimmy, your LVP, your least valuable player? The story. Kelly? Up him. I'm right there with you. Fucking up him. He literally, it's so crazy. I was in my head. I was like, this guy's going to be my MVP. And I was I, like, you are my fucking LVP. I know. Absolutely I, I was not. like, I was like, he's the moral compass of the yeah. group. And then he let someone die. And I was like, fuck you, you stupid bitch. I hope you blow up. I was like waiting <laughs> to see the scene where he blows up. And I was like, I, I will never get the satisfaction of watching him blow I've up. I've never wanted someone to die more. <laughs> I was like, that would have given me more satisfaction than when they tried to have him kill Steamboat Willie. I was like, that would have given me more satisfaction. I literally was like, sacrifice yourself to, to sacrifice to, for yourself to atone, sacrifice yourself to atone. And then I was like, you didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're moving on to Is your calculator ready. It is actually. Look at you. It only takes. 300 episodes and we're there. <laughs> uh, I will... I don't know. I've had a lot of emotions with this movie. I will give it a... Between 7 and 8. Do I want to go 7.5? I'll just go 8. I'll go 8. Kelly? I'll give it an 8.5. I really liked it. I'm going to give it a 6. Now, can I ask a question after you give me the, the total? You did it wrong Here again. Fucked it up. <laughs> I saw him press the button. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't divide yet. 7.5. 7.5. Uh, we're a little lower than the 8.6 on IMDb. And you know what I did? I, I added the two year scores and then I added 6% for mine. I saw that and I was like, he pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what's 0.99? So let me ask you a question, Jimmy. For, do you remember like how you felt about it on your first watch? Um, on Letterboxd, I gave it five stars. Oh, so you really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second time, so I the second time you just... So it's sort of like Citizen Kane. You just... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a repeat viewing for you. You no. don't think that's had anything to do with the fact that you watched it during COVID? No, I didn't watch it during COVID. I thought you did. No, I was I was out of COVID. I was out of quarantine. I could have sworn you told me that you were, and then you got bored and started falling asleep. I watched, like, the opening scene, and then I was like, I'm tired. And then I went to sleep. <laughs> then I watched the rest of it in the living room when everyone was not home. Okay. Jimmy, please close us out with your clues. So this movie um, is uh, considered one of the greatest sequels of all time. You should say the number. Oh, no, that would no. give it away. Just kidding. No, you can't. <laughs> this, this film has a posthumous Academy Award win. And this 
film was filmed in Chicago. I feel like you could have got better with the third one, but I'll let it go. It's always the third one. I'm always like, what is he going In my with? head, I'm like, Jimmy, dude, that's a great one clue. Just say the number. And I'm like, oh, wait. That was just give it away. Um, okay. I, I think you've done better, but we'll, we'll move on from that. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I think you had a great just, You know what? You know what? You know what? I go too obscure. He gets mad. I go too perfect. <laughs> I've never said anything when you've gone too perfect. I've never said anything. Right now. It was this perfect. is perfect. This is perfect. You would have said comics. I would have been like perfect. No. Well, comics. No, that's too much. That's too uh, easy. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, okay. With that note, guys, we'll see you later. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Horror Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.